I was supposed to meet you at your crib at three. Man's hit me at two, said, bro, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it then. <laughs> you said you lost your wallet, bro? Bro, I'm going to be honest, bro. <laughs> I had a long night last night, bro. Right. I didn't go to sleep until five. So I woke I'm up. At, in the morning. Yeah. You tripping. It was a cypher <laughs> last night. I was a part of a cypher. and then uh, Now, what kind of cypher are we talking for the people? A rap cypher, a hip-hop cypher. Clarity is important. <laughs> yeah, clarity <laughs> is important. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I was a part of Hip Hop Cypher. Shout out to Aphrodite and the Artwork Gallery in Philly. Um, it was dope. And then afterwards, um, you know, I was just up chilling with a friend for a little bit and just turned into five. Oh, you was just chilling with a friend so far? Yes, yes, sir. All right, we're going to dive into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome yeah. to the very first episode of Back with ER Black. It took a lot to get this off the ground, man. A lot of conversations we had actually putting some stuff in motion that just took a little bit to happen. First message to you all. You got a dream, you got a vision, and it's dope. The devil probably gonna do everything possible to get in your way and throw a million obstacles at you. Just keep it going, man. Just keep it going. I'm your humble host, ER Black. I got a guest with me today. Who are you? What's good, yo? It's Who Am I? Who Am I? TV.TV. Create yourself so the world doesn't, man. You can do anything that you want to do as long as you believe in you. Create yourself. I'm here with ER. <laughs> it's just funny as hell I say, who are you? And your name is Who Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's what's dope. It's always cool linking up with people who have, like, stage names and music names because, bro, do you just chat from geometry to me, bro? Facts. Facts. <laughs> At the end of the day. Uh, a lot of people don't know. <laughs> I actually had to supervise this man last year, Doug. Okay. Being, being Chad's supervisor <laughs> is one of the funniest things in the world, bro. I remember this one time you're supposed to be on duty. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be in the office. And I was like, bro, like, I smooth walked in there and you wasn't in there, bro. Like, what was popping? This man smooth looked me in my face. He was like, you know, nothing was jumping off. We just walked out. <laughs> bro, no, you were not, bro. Met you since high school. You remember, was it 10th grade geometry? It's crazy because I feel like you'd be getting it mixed up. I felt like we was in, in an English class or something like that. That was 11th grade, right? Wasn't that... um. Mr. Nichols? Yes. We was in 10th grade in geometry. You first, was in right? my geometry class? You had Mr. Cola? Yes, I hated geometry, yeah, bro. Yeah, girl, we was doing ciphers in the back the whole class. We ain't never learned. That's probably why I hated it, because <laughs> I was not rocking with geometry, bro. Nah, we uh we had a time. She hated us, bro. That Is was she? funny as hell. We back out here. What you been up to, bro? It's been a lot of years since 10th grade geometry. Like, what's the wave, man? I mean, since since, you know. We, since you were my supervisor, I feel like that was the last time we were in close, Word. you know, proximity for a minute. Um, graduated, found Word. it, got Snaps hired. For that, bro. Appreciate Snaps that, bro. For Appreciate that. that. You know, we had a lot of conversations about what that would look like. We did. Yeah. Um, found a job in the middle of a pandemic. So, snaps that, for that, too, because a lot of people could not. True blessing, bro. Mo moved in on my own and then really just started. Um, Jumping off with the music, I think after I graduated was a time where I was like, okay, like it's time to make this music career yeah. a, a real thing. And that was like the pressure that was on my chest was like, all right, let's make this happen now. Word. What was the, I guess, the little happy medium for you? Because I know you were having a lot of struggle about, you know, creatively the music, getting all these artistic projects is where my heart is. But do I want to stay in school, continue my education, X, Y, and Z? What did you end up figuring out for yourself? I think that for me, um, 
the things that I wanted to learn, uh, I didn't have to go to school for. And right. so, and that was my whole thing was like, I don't want to continue my education just for a, like a, a badge that society tells me like, okay, I'm valid because right. I want to be an entrepreneur. So it's like to become valid to other workplaces just didn't make sense to me when I knew if I, if I took the time that I was spending school and actually learned the information I needed, I could create my own income stream. So that was just it right there. Man, it's income stream. Swear you got the bread out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, bro. All right, so we always try to be forward thinking. What you think the five-year plan is? What am I? What, 23? So 28? Five years? Bro, I can't. That's way too far. So it's crazy. <laughs> I told you remember Mike. Me and Mike, we uh we yeah, do a yeah, lot. Yeah, we was linked up in Philly a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. Me, we do a lot of stuff together now. And it's like we always talk about this. And like he's the long term guy. He's talking to me about stocks and like <laughs> hire him as your manager, bro. <laughs> bruh. I'm like hundred thousand dollars. Like I'm very short term. Like yeah. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars of income coming in from my business. That's my my short term goal. However long it takes, that's just my next like that's what I need All to get right. to. 100K is the short term? Yeah, like per year, like sa be able to pay my own salary and like hire people. Yeah, the whole night. That's where you got the bread at, yo. Bro, who am I? Who am I? Where the wallet at? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the music. You was talking about that. And I know your creative journey has definitely been something that I definitely feel blessed to be a part of. Um, you know, you being one of the hip hop artists that definitely inspired me to get into the game to begin with um of appreciate that myriad of new jersey rappers most of them dope some of them really not but that is what it is but um i guess for you you know like what what is it for you what is your music for you what is the content you're trying to put out what really motivates you to keep going like what's the and these the are vision? a lot of questions these are these are a lot of questions that have a lot of long answers start with one bro you know what i'm saying um start with one what drove you to start making music in the first place? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so, you know, I'm a church kid. That is, a, that is a, a pastor. So I grew up in church. I grew up around music my whole life. Right. Um, the first ever activity that my parents put me in was, like, drumming because I would be in the church, like, four, five, six, and after church, you know, people are breaking down. I'm just on the drums, banging it, banging it, not knowing what I'm doing. So they put me in, a, in the drum lessons. Right. Um, from there, like... I would be at a bunch of gospel concerts. That's where I really fell in love with music because they would be intimate, like small little concerts in Camden. Mally Music, Hezekiah would come through, and I'm like, yo, this is, like, crazy. They're moving the crowd. I always found it interesting that they could control my emotions by, like, just the music. And so that's where it stopped at that point. Yeah. And then I started doing what every kid does. Like, I just went and did everything. Jiu-jitsu, skating, basketball. <laughs> you did jiu-jitsu, bro. Yeah, bro. Everything. Like, hey, yeah. You know, I was an anime head, bro. I still am. So, like, Ain't I, nothing wrong I with was that. trying Ain't to make it happen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yo, to all the chicks who be saying anime heads is ugly and unattractive, y'all don't really even understand the way. Right. Like, tell them, tell them that's where it's at, bro. I, I, before we get back, I just want to say, I always say, you, you, if a man has no morals, he never watched anime, like, Anime never mm. raised them. Because if you watch anime, you you going to know how to get up and go get it and go grind and be respectful. It's like that, bro. You know I, mean? I be in the crib watching anime now. My girl be over. She be like, ew, you're watching this Like, <laughs> That's funny. You're watching adult cartoons. And I'm just like, bro, yeah, you don't get the... I think the moral side of it, like you said, is where it's at. Like, bro, I'm... 
probably basic for saying it. Naruto is probably one of my favorite animes. But, like, that is the greatest underdog story. All this man wanted to do was be Hokage, mm. straight. That's all. He woke up and was like, this is the dream, you feel me? Everything got f- after that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, the mission, he had a lot of small missions on the way to get there, you feel mm. me? But the mission at the end of the day was, I'm about to be Hokage, straight up. Man, saved the world, saved his best friend, got the girl, got all the villages united, a whole bunch of stuff in the process. But at the end of the day, who was Hokage? Naruto, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, and and it's it's the same for me, man. It's inspiring. Like Naruto, I, I literally start watching anime again recently where because I was like, I just want to see, I, I want to see that process happen again. Like somebody where the world feels like they can't do it. Mm. And they're just like, bro, like there's no other way. Like this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. That's really what all anime, the basis of all anime is that. That's why I, like, that's why Asian people be so successful on the low, bro. No funny, bro. There are cartoons from a kid. Tell them, go get it. Yo, that's deep. For real, bro. That's deep. For real, Yo, bro. big ups to the Asian community, For real. man. I love y'all. All right, so going off of that, talking about purpose being, uh, I guess, a big theme that being some of these anime cartoons, what do you think your purpose is, bro? Bro, I think about this all the time. I know. I hear your music. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, you know... There's a bunch of different ones, but if I could put like an overarching theme on it, um, my purpose is to self-actualize the people. And mm. what that means is like, when you look at my content, I want you to feel like you can do whatever you want to do because I'm a normal guy. Like when, if you, like people who meet me, have, who have met me like online first and then met me in person, like it's so different. Like yesterday there was people at the Cypher and I'm introducing myself to them and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I've seen you online. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy because this is a really genuine connection. And now you know I'm normal. Like, I'm, I'm like, chill. I'm a regular guy. Like, bro, that's how I just felt about Will Toms, bro. I told you, like. And I, and I like that because it's like, yo, now that you know me, if you know me personally and then you see, like, how much, what I do on, on, like, my content, I want you to be inspired. Like, bro, I can go do the same thing. I, I can go create whatever I want. It don't got to be music. Like, I want to be this. I can go do it. I just got to work for it. That's it. That's my purpose, bro. What? Self-actualize the people. Self-actualize the people, Yes. Because I felt like when I was a kid, bro, I didn't have nobody to tell me, do what you want. Mm. Like, I remember the moment I decided I didn't want to play basketball anymore. Like, my dad literally told me, like, no, you're not. You're going to you're gonna play basketball your whole high school like, mm. time. Like, no one, I remember vividly hearing, like, yo, you always jump from this, this, to this. Like, you never stick to nothing. Like, nobody was like, wait, what do you love? Like, what do you want to do? Okay, we can do this X, Y, and Z. I was told what to go to school for. I didn't pick my major when I first went to college. What? No. That's why you ain't like that. It's like, <laughs> not at all. So what do you think is the fine line between, you know, following your heart and your passion, but at the same time also staying dedicated to something? Because the truth is... I guess what your parents were saying to a certain extent is true. And there's a lot of people who start things, start a sport, start a new activity. A couple weeks into it, they're like, yo, this is wash. I'm not good. I don't rock with the people doing it. I'm done. And then they never really do stick to what they initially sought out. And they do become those people that bounce. So how do you become somebody that kind of chases your heart but also has that discipline to kind of stick to what you initially started? Bro, keep jumping from whatever you want to jump to until you find what it is. This like, man just said, f- 
question, bro. This is always- <laughs> that's how I feel, bro. It's like, look, you have a you have a purpose, right? You're born, right. you're designed. So you know, I'm Christian. Yeah. And if you're a man of faith, whether whatever you believe in, you if you believe there was a creator, you believe that you were designed with certain qualities that that are perfect for what your purpose is. Mm. That has nothing to do with like music or or basketball or your purpose is so much bigger. Like I just said, mine is self-actualizing people. I could have did it playing sports if I wanted to and then hopped on my interviews and said, hey, you can be what you want. I chose music. So the first thing is understand why you're doing what you're doing and then figure out what you like. What's going to be the thing that I can do forever? I can do music until the day I die. Is that the plan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yo, I'm down to hear some 75-year-old who am I, bro. That <laughs> might be hard. <laughs> nah, I'm not making music when I'm that old. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, yo. I'm gonna probably be like, have like some type of scholarship foundation or something by then. Word. 75, I'm way too old. Bro. That's after we'd have made 100,000 for like 25 consecutive years. Yeah, yeah, we're good after that. <laughs> so you talked about you being a Christian, um, myself included, definitely something that I've always definitely related to and enjoyed seeing in you being a member of the hip-hop community what is that like (laughs) i don't think there's always the most positive connotation with christian based hip-hop artists um and let's keep it real like a lot of the really trendy popular hip-hop music is drugs sex violence stuff like that not all of it you know what i'm saying i'm definitely not going to feed into the narrative that that's the only music out there because there's a lot of really dope stuff but Christianity and hip hop, what is that like for you? Because that's not the norm. Right, right, right. And so I, I, this is an interesting question. Let me let right. me answer this. Let me think about how I answer this correctly. We don't got to be politically correct on here. We don't got to be politically correct. <laughs> so then let me just say let me let me just say it like this. Right there's there's Christian hip hop artist, mm. and then there's me, and and I don't consider myself in that realm of of Christian hip hop. I'm a Christian person. And I'm an artist. Like I consider myself like a, more of a Kanye-esque artist. Meaning, I'll I'll talk about whatever. Like early Kanye, he was talking about God, Jesus walks. Where? But he was talking about his life, college dropout. Where? He was talk. That's how. That's the realm I find myself in. And so, you know, you can't deny talent at the end of the day. Um, that's how I feel. <laughs> like he said, "Oh, matter what you say, I'm nice, bro." Like that's how I feel, though, bro. Like. Man, I, I, a lot of people who aren't Christian connect with my music because Word. it's authentic, and that's what matters the most. It's mm. like, are you being authentic with your message? So, What do you think is your message? I think you talked about a lot of stuff thus far, um, comparing yourself to Kanye, who talked about a lot of shit in the span Word. of his music career, where he's at now. I'm not going to sit here and bash Ye. Um, what was the um, what was the, the album he made a couple albums ago? The, Jesus, the Christian, no, nah, the Christian one. Oh, G- uh, Jesus is King, bro. That album was tough. It was a fire. It was and a fire it was album. like people was not rocking with that, bro. I remember blasting that John in the shower. It's a fire album, bro. Sending crazy, and I'm in the shower like, bro, like, yeah, you the only thing getting me through it right now, X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. he's definitely, you know, has his ups and downs and a lot of different views from the community, but. Message-wise, like you said, he has touched on a lot of very relevant and important things um, and just things personal to him. And his message has been something that has been encompassed of a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess for you, 
what has been your message? What have you been attempting to get across in your music? And how has that shifted or changed throughout the years? So, look, you're going to like this because we're going to bring this full circle, right? Let's this whole it. answer. All right? <laughs> Let's get this it. This whole answer, we're going to bring this full circle. And you can, and why you're going to like this is because you do it as well, mm. right? So, our messages are very similar. And it's because of this. The only thing I ask is that guy used my life to do better. <laughs> my <laughs> message is simply, it's no like, I know I have to create yourself and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's like the business, the brand. My music's message is just to tell my life story and allow God to work through it. Like, Word. allow people to look at it and think about what they're going through that's very similar. And you do a lot of the same. Like, I remember the one project you sent me, um, the real, like, personal one. I don't know if you remember the one Sheesh. we're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But, I made it. What you mean? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was one of them ones for me where I'm like, yeah. Bro, he's talking about his life and like I may have not been through the same thing, but I feel it. I feel yeah. the energy. I feel I feel where you're coming from. And that's that's the message in the music. It's like feel where I'm coming from and let it illuminate parts in your life that maybe you were trying to hide subconsciously or consciously and deal with it. Cause that's the only way we can get better as people, community, artists. Mm. Shorty, you know what it is. 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 Compare myself to other people Cause all of these people feel gazy And I don't be pressed off a woman that's checking me Cause they be driving me crazy We look at the stars While you tell me your wildest dreams The roses, the roses Let's run away, let's run away Let's run away, let's run away Let's run away I think we should run away You can create yourself You can create your wealth Possibilities, date yourself. That's deep, and I remember making that. That was a insert heartbreak emoji here project I dropped over the <laughs> summer. Um, and Doug, like. That wasn't even something where it was like, I want to put this out. I want to drop music for people to consume. I was going through it. And I mean, that's a longer story for another pot. Right. But um, I was going through it, bro. Mm -hmm. And music for me being my lifeline, more or less. And I always tell people that who ask me this question, like, music has Lupe Fiasco, hip hop saved my life. That's not an exaggeration in the slightest. Um, right. So me being at a very low place over the summer, that was all I really resorted to. So I wasn't trying to make nothing dope. I don't think I had no bangers on there, but I do think that's some of the most authentic music. And it was cool to get some of the feedback that I did get later because I, I didn't send that project to nobody but, like, five people. And I would have people that I didn't send it to, like, yo, like, I just heard this album, bro. What the f***? And it definitely meant a lot to me to be able to do that for people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? have something that is just authentic for me and you to be able to take something away, have some sense of development, have something resonate with you, and you just like, you know, that really spoke to me and hit home. Let's you know? get philosophical, bro. Let's get Let's philosophical. Get it. Let's get it. We live for that, bro. So so I took this class, right, at Rowan. It was called Aesthetics. It was the philosophy of art. Um, the philosophy of art. Yes. And so the, to Yo, that class is dope, bro. Right. It's a philosophy class. So it was mad papers, but I love the content. Facts, so facts. it was cool. But to, to sum everything up, 
right? And to one point, our job as artists is to, are, is to live the thoughts, the inner thoughts of people that they're not comfortable expressing on their day to day. So, like for an example, when 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 we perform, where that's everybody wa wants to do that, like. And it may not be hip hop, but everyone wants to be able to get in front of people and express themselves and be accepted or just to have that boldness. Yeah. However, not we like not everyone is comfortable doing that. So when we do it, that's why when we jump around, people jump around with us because it's like, wow, you're you're doing what I feel for you. It's like not everyone's going to talk about, you know, what they go through in that's a relationship like that oh, so openly. But because you're saying what I feel. That's what makes you a good artist. Word. That's why Kanye is great. Like him or love him. He's saying what people feel on the and, and it may not be what you feel, but he's saying thoughts that are taboo to the culture. Yo, when he dropped that Yay project, my man started off the album. I thought about killing you today. I was like, bro, what? That's crazy. <laughs> that that was some wild shit. Performing is an entirely Bruh. Yo, performing is a very unique thing. And I'll definitely own up to this. I've done a lot of performances, spoken word, poetry-based. Um, I used to give a lot of presentations for, like, higher education type stuff. So I did a lot with that. But when you started talking about presenting the music, bro, full transparency, I'd be scared to do that. When you say presenting the music, what do you mean? Like, having a presentation um, or performing with, like, a strictly music found like I'm just doing songs you know okay. what I'm saying I usually do poems I'll do presentations like as you perform yeah okay okay, okay. And let me tell you why I remember this like it was yesterday I was over at uh this back in undergrad I was in Montclair my homegirl was in a sorority and she was like yo I know you're big into music we got mm -hmm. an event popping like <laughs> pop out you know feel me like do a little performance that was my homie I was like I'm not gonna say no like bet I'll be there so I pulled up you feel me I hopped on stage I had the clean fit, bro. I'm like ready to go. I did the hook. I did the first verse. It was dope, bro. Second verse came. I forgot every single word of that song, bro. And it was like, lucky for me, I know how to freestyle. Right. So like I, I went, I went off, I went off top the whole good, time. I went good off, money, good money. Yeah, really. <laughs> I went off top, like, and in, in a weird way, I really feel like the audience rocked with the second verse more than the first one, and I pulled it out my the whole time. But I left. Everybody was like, yo, he hard. That was super tough. But I was like, yo, like, I can't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very scary feeling for me to get in front of people and present real work that I know is super dope. But mm -hmm. I be forgetting this. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like, you know, through practice and whatever, like, you can definitely get to a place where that doesn't happen. But I was type traumatic, bro. Like, nah. do you ever struggle with something like that? What is performing for you? Man, performing for me is, is is very interesting. I love performing. Right. Now, sometimes, very little. I, I, I don't get nervous anymore, meaning like my like I'm not out of control of my body or like my heart's beating fast. I, sometimes I do get anxious when I know like I don't, yeah. I don't know the content. But like some, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> sometimes you just don't know it and you gotta you gotta trust your muscle memory like my thing is this you just got to go hard that's yeah. that's my thing because performing is not just about the words to the song and you you proved it by freestyling that right. freestyle probably attracted people more than the actual words because it's that's like facts. they they even if they felt it like oh he's coming off the top of his head or he's in the moment so with me like if i forget the words i'll start jumping around i'll start looking at people performing is like an art in and of itself it's like 
the art of body language. Like if you if you walk up to a person confidently with your with your chest out, standing tall, looking at them in their eyes, whatever you say is going to be valid at that point. <laughs> Literally. Hey, yo, Chad, put this on. Guess how you be picking up the shorties, bro? This what you... <laughs> uh, look, man, we talk about the music. <laughs> you know but either way, like, it, or if you walk up to someone with a suit, yeah. anything you say is business. Anything you say is valid. It, it's, it's, it's Bible at that point. Word. And so for me, what performing is, is like I said earlier, I'm showing you with my body and, and my vocal projection the confidence that I want you to leave this building with. That's it. Word. I'm going to hold on to that because I'm definitely, definitely about to get into the world of performing a lot more. Um, I see people like you, um, a lot of people from Jersey, uh, the boy Fuchsia. I'm definitely going to hit him up, um, oh, yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. get him to be a guest on the show as well. But a lot of people from Jersey in general just taking the stage, doing crazy, crazy things. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing Rude Boy perform recently. <sighs> Um, shout out. We actually about to work on a record too. I was talking to him, but uh, Jersey doing their thing, right? And yeah. I think Jersey hip hop is something that nationally, if we you know think in larger scale, like it's mass slept on. We had Fetty, we had Joe Budden. Shout out Joe Budden. That's my guy. We had a lot of people, bro. Yeah, but I think a lot of people don't really know the talent that really is there in Jersey. There's a lot, yo, I don't know if y'all watch Battle Rap, but like, yeah. you know, Surfs, the Arsenals, the Twerks. Yo! Like, there's crazy. a lot of Jersey going on in the music industry. Crazy, bro. I don't even know if I ever told you this, Joe. I was in, um, I was in Newark. I was actually on my way for an interview. I forget where I was going. Newark Airport. I was right behind Arsenal in line. Bro, I would have, I would have draw, bro. And I'm not no fan, bro. I'm not no fanboy, bro. If I'd have seen Ars, bro, I would have draw. I'd have yeah, just yelled. Like, it's real, it's raw, it's authentic. <laughs> Can't spell Ars without putting that Ars in it. Bro, I'd just start wilding, bro. Yeah, I adapted him up and I was like, yo, like, mad chill duty and a sweat fit, Gucci flops on, just chilling. And I was like, bro, like, I'm definitely a huge fan of you, bro. And he was mad humble about it. He's cool, but. He was he's one of the people that got me into battle rap in general. Like Arses, he raw. Word. And mad disrespectful, bro. If I ever battled that man, I'd be tight. Like we have to fight after that. Cause he yeah, and I wouldn't. I, it's crazy because I, I want to battle rap so bad. I'd be thinking about Word. Like, yeah, like <laughs> yo. I just don't know how to how to like start, but I would do it tomorrow, bro. If somebody let me like. But I, it's certain people I be thinking. <laughs> I that, picture you as a battle rapper, <laughs> bro. I would be so raw, bro. Cause I'm I would be doing the same thing I do now, like. It'd be different, but I'm also... <laughs> I would do the same thing I do now. I mean, it'd be different, but... <laughs> nah, it would be different to the battle rap community because I would still talk about purpose. I would still talk about everything I talk about, right. but I would be battling you and telling you... I'm I, like, I'm a very <laughs> cynical person as well, so I'll be telling you like everything about you that I just don't like. <laughs> My man gonna counsel you in the battle and tell you everything you're doing Like, wrong. God loves you, but I don't, bro. And I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> uh... Man. Nah, that uh, shout out URL TV. Word, um, word, man, word. So we was talking before you was giving us pickup lines. You be using for the shotties, bro. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I tell mean. me what's it? This, this who am I? Got a little shawty in his life. Tell me, give me the scoop, bro. Man, look, I, I'll put it to you like this, right? I have a, a ranking in my life of things that I that I handle. All right. Prior to woman, so spiritual, as you should, spiritual, personal life. And personal has to do financial, uh, everything, right. mental health. Then it's like my purpose, music, work, business, etc. Then oh, so Shawty ain't got no time. Nah, I mean, 
You mean and and then and then it's like woman and, and yeah. having fun. And so right now I'm at the point where I know my purpose, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm dating because I'm trying to figure out like what is the right mix for for me and my life moving forward. Because mm. you know probably more than me, like a, a the woman that's in your corner plays a large role in like your motivation towards life, towards your your goals, towards your vision. And I know that. So I'm like, I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm dating. That's facts. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, I know where I want to go. What What's going to be the best match for me? Mm, that's a fine line, bro. And it's like, I think the issue that we see a lot of times in relationships at this age, because let's give it a buck, like dating in your late teens, early 20s is life in your late teens and early 20s is mad weird. So Word. you throw dating and, you know, getting to know other people in the mix it is a very strange process. It's very unique. And I think the issue that we see with a lot of people as social media becomes to be a bigger thing and just just the world that we live in in general is so much trauma and so much of a cycle of hurt people, hurting people continuously. And it's just like people just fall into that so much. Myself included, I ain't going to sit here and, and say that that has not been the case for me. So it's definitely tough to see, but everything you were saying is super facts, bro. Like, I be texting my girl now. It's a Tuesday at 2.54 in the afternoon. I ain't do nothing but eat a turkey sandwich. And I just be like, thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. just for being supportive um, because she definitely is somebody that is there for me and holds it down and stuff be rough. But dating in general at this time is it's weird, bro. And a lot of people... A lot of people don't find out who they are before they go searching for somebody else. Right. And I think that's where the biggest issues come in, at least what I've seen personally and people that I know personally. And that's where the issues come into, bro. Mm-hmm. That's where the issues come. Yeah, now nah, dating is very, very interesting because there's there's a communication disconnect between men and women, I feel. Mm, talk about um, that. We just process our feelings and emotions differently. Hell yeah. And... um. I think that even lately, and this is crazy because I, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I, I believe <laughs> I ain't it. give my man no script. I believe it, though. Like, I think that I can't speak for women. I can only speak for men. I think that we, you know, as we grow up, I think that we're we're given the wrong agenda as we grow up. Right. Like, we are, we are told that women define our worth. The type mm. of girl you have is equal to how cool you are, how successful you are, how where you stand in society, which to an extent is true. Like, we can't deny that. But honestly, I feel like men and women respect more so a person who is dedicated to figuring out who they are and what they're supposed to do. Mm. And if you become, if you take as a young man that mentality, the right woman will find you. You won't have to wonder like, oh, uh, like dating is weird and you won't have Word. to go through the weirdness because you know, like in my head, when I meet people, I know like all right, I want to be. This is where I want to be in five, ten years. Is is this something that's going to support that? Yes or no? And then it becomes not weird at all. Facts. It becomes like, you know, a, I don't know. <laughs> the opposite of weird, regular. <laughs> nah, that's real, bro. But yeah, man, I just think there's a disconnect between how, <clears throat> how men and women think. And then there's just a disconnect in men and women's, like, progression mm. of, like, life. Yo, I think my pops used to be the one to tell me, um, something like women just mature faster than men or yes. something like that. And in my head, mind you, I'm like, I don't know, 15, 16 at the time. I'm like, bro, like, 
I'm dumb mature, bro. Because you know, like, you just be a dumb kid not knowing nothing in the world, but you smart and you got everything figured out. I'm like, bro, I'm dumb mature. Like, what you mean? Like, any chick gonna be lucky to be with me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on, I'm 10 levels above everybody. Then you meet a chick and realize you dumb as hell. But I agree with that. I think the maturity is definitely a big thing. Word. But I, I definitely liked on what you talked about, that whole, you know, we have, we're told a lot of the wrong things very early on. And I think you see so many people Mostly young people, you know what I'm saying? Got nothing huge going for them, whatever the situation may be. Somebody come up crazy, like, yo, you ain't... Somebody battle rapping them at the end of the day, like, yo, you ain't got no job. Nah, 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 going in on them. I got more Johns than you, though. And (laughs) that... That's valid. That's valid. That's valid. (laughs) But to me, I think so many people put so much pride into that. Like, it don't matter what's going on. I get way more girls than you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, true. where does where does that come from, bro? And it's like, I'll, I'll definitely open up myself, like me being and like you were somebody I knew in high school, bro. High school was not my time, bro. <laughs> high school was not my time, bro. And it was just like that was one of those times where I was definitely trying to figure myself out. Like I was in probably physically some of the ugliest stages in my life. Anybody who talked to me in high school, like shout out to you because I was not popping. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you know. Getting getting to college and, you know, girls finding me attractive and X, Y, and Z, like, that was a very big point of pride that I, you know, held on to. And I can't really tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's something that's just been, like, uh, ingrained in us at such an early age. But it's dumb as hell. Like, where does that come from? Bruh. I mean, I, I think that along along the lines of every male's life, Bruh. there's always been an older male that has, like, b- came to them and bragged about the type of women that they were with. I think it's happened either in high school or it could have been an uncle or it could have been, you know, whatever. But there's always been someone where you look up to that was bragging about it. Like in school, there was a bunch of people I looked up to and that was the topic of conversation. All the time. That was the conversation. And so seeing that, I'm like, okay, I want to be like you guys. That's what I got to do. And I had a similar background before I came to Winslow. I was like, bro, a nerd, bro. I would get picked on (laughs) all type of crazy. I'm still a nerd, y'all. That's crazy. That's only crazy because for me, looking at you from the outside, looking in, like, you, you was cool as hell. And, like, definitely somebody that didn't necessarily have all of the same viewpoints or had the same conversations that a lot of other people who were high school popular or whatever you want to call it had. But I don't know. I just feel like the way you carried yourself was dope. I don't, that. Yeah, I guess it's it's weird to know if you kind of felt the same way about yourself. I did. <laughs> I did. I actually, like, when I was in high school, man, I remember thinking, like, yo, what, like, these people are weird. Oh, like, no, they was. Clicks blew my mind. Word. Because I was in honors classes. Like, I just love school. I love learning. I take courses to this day. Like, I'll never stop educating myself. But because I played basketball and, like, the friends that I just gravitated toward— I was in a lot of different mixes, even with you. Word. Like, I was in a different mix hanging with you than I was with, like, the mics and them than I was Word. in the honors classes. Like It was cool how you just find a really cool way to say I wasn't popular, but keep it going, bro. No, 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 because that's not—and <laughs> that that's the point I'm trying to make was that Word. type of stuff was always weird to me because dope people are dope people no matter that's... who you run with or how what you're considered— in in society. So like that's how I felt was like I connected with people on like a level of like what do we have in common? Can mm. I respect your moral character? If you're someone I can respect, then we're cool. You know, I meant a bunch, yo. One of the best things in life is to like talk to people that you wouldn't normally get a chance to talk to hanging in your own circle. I agree with that. Bruh. You meet the coolest people. Like when I was running for uh I ran for class president, 
I ran for president at Rowan. I don't know if you remember this. When? Like, I don't know, maybe like my junior year or something like that. So this wasn't when I was. Yeah, I don't, I was think, I don't think I was there yeah. yet. So I ran for president. <laughs> president Chad. I, bro, I didn't win that, John. I lost to Ariel or whatever, whatever. But um, while I was campaigning, bro, right. I was talking to mad people like uh, in the engineering building, in the business building, people I would never talk to, cool people. And it's like, I respect hard work. Because I, I put so much work into music. People, accountants telling me about what they go through in their accounting life and like how hard that is. I'm like, bro, the level of the, like I'm when you connect with people outside of your circle, man, it's just lit. So that's Word. how I always carried it. High school, college and life. I like that, too. And I definitely agree. And I think it's tough to see a lot of the issues that we have with, I guess, more of the, the younger generation. Because I don't know if they necessarily, they're not going to be the voice for them because I don't really know, you know, all the ins and outs with that. But I don't know if they necessarily have that viewpoint. And I think it's tough to see the way technology has worked to keep people in their individual space or to mm. themselves or just consuming the stuff that they want to and not needing to branch out and connect with people. When I was a young, young bull, I'd be in a crib, bro, playing my little video games, bro. My mom come into my room, unplug all my sh and say, go outside. And you know what I'm saying? Like, just make you play with somebody. Like, just go meet new people. And at the time, definitely wasn't something I wanted either. But looking back at it now, that was something that really pushed me to do that for the rest of my life. And I'm glad I did do that. But nowadays, bro, I feel like I see that less and less. Going back home to see my moms in the same neighborhood Ain't no kids playing outside, bro. Ain't nobody tossing the football around. Mm -mm. It's different. So what do you think the kids need, bro? Because it's, it's different. And I'm, I'm not here to say what's better or what's worse, but I agree with everything you said. Mm -hmm. And I do find the value in connecting with new people, but I don't know if that's as valued as it used to be for us. So look, I, let me give you a different perspective of how I feel about it, right? Word. Now, I'm all with the outside, but I always play sports. And like Word. even now, like I box now, so, not because I love he it. can't fight. Not because I love it. <laughs> Please don't try me in the streets. But not because I love it. <laughs> but because I like to get out the house and like meet. And, and that's how I talk to different people. So you talk to people by punching them in the face. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good bonding experience. But like, think about this, though. When you're online, Where? right, playing video games, like when I was a kid, Where? you meet a bunch of different people. Look at YBN, I'm mirroring them. They formed a whole rap group and got famous off of just meeting each other online. When That's you're in facts. these chat rooms, I was on AOL when that on MySpace meeting people across the world. I still meet people across the world off of just social media and music. Where? What I feel like people need is that big brother. Like, for me, like a lot of my goals in music, right, outside of my personal music and my brand, like Who Am I TV, Create Yourself, is to like be the moderator of these type, these type of conversations and music so that when people are coming up, there's somebody that can facilitate that meeting of new people and like mm. introducing yourself and making those connections. So I just feel like intentionally using this technology, people will be able to like replicate what goes on in real life until outside opens back up. And then- Which we need, bro. Which we need. Bro, I literally wake up, bro. I'm like, I'm going to the office. The office is right next door where my laptop is. Leave the office. I'm like, all right, I'm going to my internship. My internship is in the office where my laptop is. Word. I'm like, all right, I got a meeting. The meeting in the office where my laptop is. <laughs> bro, like, Word. everything is just, 
And me being the person that is kind of like what you described earlier, you know, thriving and finding importance and meeting new people and stuff like that. This is tough. So let me ask you this. How, how, what is like, how has your routine changed? What have you, what have you done to like compensate for that lack of word? And it's crazy because my girl was asking me the same thing. I'm like, I'm definitely trying to. And I think last semester, because my life is broken up into semesters. When you're in college, this is how yeah, it is. Facts. So my last semester, I didn't really put too much emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. I had days that started at 7 a.m. I had days that started at 9. So I was just like, I'm going to sleep till I don't have to anymore. And I was just, you know what I'm saying? Because my schedule was all over the place. So in terms of having a routine, having consistency, having anything that's kind of something I know I can fall back on at the end of the day that stays consistent. I have none of that. Mm -hmm. So I was all over the place. So I had to regroup. Toward, and it was it definitely went to show because toward the end of the semester, I was literally falling apart. Like, I'm in the crib like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, And it was just like, yeah, this definitely isn't the wave. So over break, regroup, meditation, all of that stuff, came back and was like, we're going to bring some of that consistency back. So, like, I'm trying to wake up at a consistent time every day, mm -hmm. integrate certain things that I can rely on that are the same every day of the week, um, but also have something to look forward to. And, like, it could be big or small. Like, Tuesday, I'm going to the supermarket. Walmart about to be popping. Ain't nothing jumping over there other than the Cheerios. But at the end of the day, that's something that I know I got to get dressed, get in my car, go out, go do something. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to that. So I think ingraining something like that in my schedule is important, too. But it's still hard. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's something that I've definitely completely figured out because it's rough, bro. Mm -hmm. It's rough. And I just miss, I miss this. You know what I'm saying? I miss, I miss human interaction. I miss having a lot of you know, meaningful conversations. And I definitely have a lot of those virtually, but I do find that many of the conversations I have are related to a specific task and then we out. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I definitely schedule conversations, meetings, FaceTimes or whatever with people to make things a little easier, but it's not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's rough. It's rough. And we just adjusting to it, bro. Wear it up. COVID at first was like, all right, like, I get some time off. I get to chill. I'm in the crib. Like, I'm about to just be cooling. And then I cooled for like six months and was like, what's about to start popping? Cause this ain't it, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's been um, it's been a lot of that ever since, but it'll get better. Nah, it'll I believe get, it. I believe better. it. I'm trying to keep a positive spirit about it. Shout out Dr. Fauci. You seem like you got a lot of information about what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a question for you, bro. Yes, sir. I got to do it on this episode. It's the closest one to the holidays. And we are a lot of months away from this. Like I told y'all, I was trying to get this podcast popping for a little bit and had a lot of barriers and obstacles in the way for us getting this off the ground. But here we are. So I've been thinking about this for a minute, bro. Christmas time. Santa Claus. They love Santa. Where is this going? <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm listening. Hear me out. What do you think would be the outlook of Christmas if Santa Claus was black? The outlook what? As far as what? The people? In terms of Santa's involvement with Christmas, Christmas spirit, 
all of the 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 shiny, glittery, happy, celebratory culture that we have surrounding Christmas right now. Forget the fat dude in with the white beard and all of that. Santa Claus is a. Mm -hmm. What do you think that looks like? I mean, it, it would be lit for me. I, I would love it. Like it would be lit, bro. I'm not telling my kids about Santa Claus, bro. I'm telling them straight up, bro. I'm doing this. What are y'all talking about? I'm not telling my kids about Santa Claus, bro. Like, period, bro. Nah. You just gonna take all the credit? It is uh, credit rightfully deserved. Like, bro, no. My kids are gonna know about hard work. That mystical stuff, out of here, bro. No fat. So it don't matter the skin tone. You gonna tell them straight up? Straight up, bro. That's but what definitely, it is. The, bro. Listen, we're we let's we we don't live in a black country, so it's like. This question is double-sided because I can be talking about how the black, how my community would feel about it, and then I could talk about how America would feel about it. Where America would not be rocking with that. <laughs> Break that down for me, bro. We just got a black Captain Marvel, bro. People was going crazy when Donald Glover was about to be Spider-Man, Spider bro. I was People that, was bro. going crazy, but Where? I wanted that John, bro. The world was like, "What, bro? Black Spider-Man? It don't make sense." To them, it's just like these people are white. To them, like, mm. mind you, Santa, like. Christmas and and Santa Claus are really not related at all. Like okay. Like the pagan holiday and the birth of Christ are not the same talk about it. The same thing. So talk Santa Claus it. is already like on some like we already put that together out of out of thin air. We just Where? grabbed that and said let's do it. So like I wouldn't be opposed to having a black Santa because if we're going to lie to our kids like at least give them some representation in our culture yeah. at the bare minimum. So yeah, that, that's how I feel about it, bro. Cause I um I was in the crib and I was playing a song around the holidays. And grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Word. First time in my entire life, I actually listened to the words of that song. I need y'all to pay very close attention. Talk to me. This man, Santa Claus, has a hit record about going out and murdering somebody's grandma via sleigh. Vehicular warfare. I don't know how you want to word it. But, bro, like, I'm sorry. Any black man in America, if he goes out and kills your grandma, there's going to be consequences or repercussions for a lot of shit. Bro, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense, bro. And I, I thought about that. It was in the crib. Like, yo, like, if Santa was really a black man, like, this would be problematic. <laughs> This would be very much problematic. So I'm interested in your thoughts, bro, because I don't know. I just kind of think the narrative and the culture that we've built oh, around this man in Christmas. I, I'm just curious. I see where you're going with I'm this. I'm curious. Black guy breaks in your house. He breaks in the house. Takes bro, your cookies. It's not your even milk. like he's breaking in. He's telling you at this point of the year, kisses, I'm coming in. There's nothing you're going to do. Kisses about your it. wife. You Eats mean? your cookies, bro. You like, know that, what's, what's that song by Michael Jackson? Uh, I, I saw, saw mama, mama kisses your Santa wife. Like, eats your cookies. Takes your he's milk. He's making out with your wife. He's killing your mom. He's eating your cookies. And then he's just leaving different things under your tree. What, what are we going to do think about there's it? A, I think there's a deeper conversation to be had that's like, um, you know, things that that white people do, the America sees it as so innocent. Like, you can literally kill mm. an entire school and he was a troubled teen versus the small things that black kids do. You get pulled over with a dub and he's a drug addict or he had intent to sell. I think there's a deeper conversation to be had about how we view race mm. as as a, as a country. Mm. And I mean, that's a whole... <clears throat> I myself 
trying not to get too wrapped into it, but there's no way to not get wrapped <laughs> yeah, into it. Can. Yeah, in in the age we live in. And it's oh, it's so tough. And I think it's been the last four years under this Trump candidacy has been wild. And I mean, you know, shout out, shout out Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? A lot of in case you don't know, a lot of people have a lot of faith in you. <laughs> no pressure. But um for some reason, I think that candidacy brought out a lot of attitudes and, you know, inner dialogues that related and kind of led to a lot of actions from people that maybe they have kept a little quieter throughout the years. But we, black and white, saw damn near a race war through a lot of incidents over the last four years. And it was crazy to see. And hearing a lot of conversations that were brought up about that from so many different perspectives. And I think that's when I really started to get a very full grasp of for us. And this is so difficult to word, you know what I'm saying? Because there's so many ways you can look at it, so many things that are right and wrong and the perspective being what changes that for everybody. But for us as African-Americans, our experience People don't get that. At all. People don't get that. Bro. No, like, they don't. And you can't, like, part of you can't even be mad because it's like, all right, you haven't experienced it. But it's mm -hmm. like, yo, you really don't understand. And it's like, I and, and this is not a bash against all white people because there's, there's white people who literally, like, make it their, like, they want to understand. They, yeah. they go to the protest. They listen. Like, they ask the, they ask the questions that need to be asked. Word. Then there's others that's like, because they haven't experienced it, it becomes invalid. It mm. becomes we're making. I feel like yo, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I just saw this as a tweet, but I f I felt it like in my heart. I feel like literally slavery has been so minimized, like from people. Like there's people that will literally sit here and say, "Yo, that was 400 years ago." Like, what are you complaining about? No, but that's facts. And I'm like, that's for people do say that. What? Like, do you do your research, bro? Right. Like, 400 years ago, your ancestors had money and you still got what? Money, right? So, and that, it, that's that has the to be issue. Something. That's the issue because people don't, people think that's four year, 400 years ago. That's over. Here is where we are now. Get over it. But the link between 400 years and today and the bridge that has been built from that time to literally yesterday is something that people do not understand. And it's, it's a very weird conversation to have, and it's very difficult because, like I said, they don't know what that experience is like, and I don't know how you really teach that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't know if, if we should. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the, yeah, I don't, I don't really know that. what the what the mission is, but it's it's difficult, and I think there will always be a disconnect there. But like you said, shout out to the people who don't necessarily know what that experience is, what the at experience is, but do so much to attempt to learn or educate others or just be a voice for the difference between right and wrong. And that's what it comes down to, right and wrong. Right. It's not a color war. It's a right, right and wrong war. You know what I'm saying? Hate or love. That's yeah. literally what it comes down to. And I always say that so much. I It, it sucks today seeing so much of the world we live in 
thriving off of division. Right. And I think we find so many ways all the time to find out the differences between people so we can further divide them. Mm-hmm. This is your ethnicity. This is your religion. Right. This is your socioeconomic status. Right. This is your geographic location. This is your education level. This, there's so many different things for us to create barriers among people that we can't have relationships as people. Right. And you know what I'm saying? We Uniting as human beings just becomes like this foreign, atypical concept because we have so many things set in place to prevent us from doing that. Right. I hate to see it. Man, that's why I love music. I feel like Word. music is one of those things that's like, you go to a, a concert, a Meek Mill concert since we in Philly, you're going to see everybody. You're going to see everybody lit, like passing blunts to Yo, each other. Yo, I remember that. I went to Rowan. Um, we was on Landmark. Shout out Landmark. Um, and Dreams and Nightmares came on. This is before I used to go there. So, like, I had no affiliation. I was turnt. This is, this is my past life. So I'm over there drawling, and I remember I'm in a circle of people I don't know, strangers. It's Rowan University, good 75% of the strangers in that circle being white. And we're coming on in the song because it's dreams and nightmares. Everybody's saying everything. No way. I I promise. No way. I promise. No way, no way. I promise, bro. I would have had to left. Bro, I left very shortly after that. I would have had to leave. But it was just like, I was like, damn, like. Is that what this is right now? That's what this is right now, bro. Bro. That's the world we live in. That is, it just, it caught me off guard and I was lit. So I was like, damn, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. Cause I was just hurt. Respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) Son. Bro, but I was, I was, and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here in front and be like, yo, like I was ready to pop off on them. There was, we were outnumbered. If we're talking white to black ratio, it was a good 45 to one. I wasn't about to get that popping. I'm not going to hold you. But I was uncomfortable when I, I smooth left up out of there. But it was weird. I would have left, bro. It, yeah. was it was weird. I'm, I'm blessed to say, like, that has not happened to me very often. Where? At all, I almost. Uh, and it, if it was, it was a girl. And I checked her on it immediately. Not yeah. not heavily, not harshly. I just asked her her, uh, her uh, like, ethnicity. <laughs> just, Excuse me, miss. What are you? I asked her history. You know, like... <laughs> Why she felt comfortable saying the word? Um, word. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I think that's that's weird. But we can't. We can't. Honestly, we can't get too mad about it because right. it's pop. It's popularized. We're a popular culture. Everything mm. we do is popularized. We are literally like globally too, not just in America. Like around the globe, what we say is cool is cool, and so people want to naturally be like us. That's this is what it is. Yeah. You hear a lot of people saying everything came from Africa. No, like I'm glad that you just said that. Because yeah. I would have never said I would have never talked about this. I forgot. Everything literally, literally, scientifically came yeah. from Africa. Like, and culturally too. But like factually though, like not just my opinion. Like, if y'all are watching this, look up where the oldest human remains were found, right? And then one after you look at look that up, look up the history of popular music. Right, and then after that, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be set on your history. And after that, look up Er Black on Spotify and Apple Music, and like <laughs> like and add everything to your playlist. Word up! All right, bro, we definitely gonna head out of here very very shortly. Word. Oh, for the people, uh, it's my little drink session. This will hopefully be a part of every session that we have um, as a part of this podcast, just to drink, celebrate, and you know, um, take in very good times and positivity that we have going on. All of the energy and antics of today's episode is brought to you by Hennessy.
Shout out to Hen Dog. Shout out to Hennessy. <laughs> Yo, what is it with the African American community in Hennessy, bro? What's the link? I was about to say, what's provi- the link, bro? Providing the culture with, with, with the vibes for years, <laughs> for years. Yo, I don't know what it is, but Henny has been Henny has been holding us down for as long as, as we could even imagine. Um, thank you for your time, sir. Tell the people what you got coming. You got any new projects we should be aware of? Yeah, so uh Reflection will be dropping on March 1st. On all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you can find the behind the scenes on my website. That's whoamitv.tv. Um, and just check it out, bro. It's, it's a bunch of cool music, great, dope visuals, how I made the beats, behind the scenes. Just If you if you want to learn like what, what it is to be a musician and how to really thrive in the music industry, check it out because I put a lot of dope content, Reflections. March March 1st. March 1st, Reflections. Check that out. Definitely for me, too. Your boy was a part of the project. Definitely thankful to be a part of that. Um, episode one completed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Until next time, till we're back.